Hey, is this thing on? Are we recording? Can I get a tech person? Oh, for the love of ed tech. Joining us today is Jen Smith, who is a technology teacher at Cincinnati Public Schools, teaching technology to preschool through sixth grade. So we would like to say, hi, Jen. How are you? Hello there. It's so nice to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, we're glad to have you. We're excited to talk to you about all the wonderful things that are happening with you and your students and your staff. What made you decide to go into educational technology? My principal at my school was like, uh, you do so much technology in your classroom. It's also a right to work state. So like you were always worried about your job. I got my ESOL certificate, my gifted. I got my technology and my master's. And honestly, I was just using all of those things. And I was, it was a really big school. There was probably like nine other second grade teachers. And I was kind of the one to do technology. So they might have really good ideas and then I could be able to incorporate that in. Like we had Promethean grades. So I would make all the flip charts for math and science. And so everything was really cool and interactive with the things that they taught me. And my principal was like, you know what? We need um, something special. I thought of you. And I was like, I just don't, I really like working with the kids. I like that classroom community. And she was like, you have this opportunity. If you like it, then you have this. And if you don't like it, then you I'll save your second grade position. And that was like a really like, wow, oh, well, if it's just a year, like, I guess I could try it out and see if that's something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. What a great opportunity. It was really cool. And I mean, but I will say my first year of teaching tech, I was supposed to get a part of iPad. And it so I literally was teaching technology with the Promethean board for half the year. But I will tell you, I found like Skype in education. We like did mystery Skypes. I did like everything that you could on Skype. We like uh, did the virtual field trips. And we had like these amazing guests that would just come in. And I would just like you had to do it like before month or two advanced to make sure that the times all aligned for your time zone but I mean yeah. I was glued to it just like the kids because it was amazing to hear yeah these extraordinary people from all around the world and this is all with just your Promethean board like no, any smartboard or any kind of like projector you could use your projector and yeah yeah so the yeah. kids don't have to have devices to teach tech or to integrate tech because I think a lot of times when people think of tech, they think, well, that's an iPad or. Well, you know, what's really funny is fourth grade does, I think fourth grade in Ohio does inventions and like learns about Ohio inventors and learns about, and then in sixth grade, they learn about technology and the background of technology. And it's so interesting because when they're all little, they're like, oh, technology is obviously something with a battery. Right. And it has to be on and off. And I'm like, no, but it doesn't technology is also paper it's also pencil right like someone had to use this idea so when you're in my class it doesn't mean that we're always going to be using computers or we're always going to be using some kind of electronic right. device like I can teach you with paper pencil like it's not it doesn't have to be one of those things 
Well, and then even like the concept of design and like inventing things and like the creative process that like even for coding, like there's all those unplug lessons from code.org that you don't have to have a computer and it's still technology. Right. Yeah. And a great way to like dip your toe into something if you're not confident. Some of those unplugged lessons are, are really approachable for anybody. For oh, anybody. they're so easy. I mean, and they're fun too. Like there's one where it's just you, and I, I, I think I saw it at the OECD, the Ohio Technology mm-hmm. Education Conference. It was just like, it was making a bracelet with your binary code. Yeah. Yeah. How fun. Initials. And like, that was one of the unplugged lessons was you just have a pipe cleaner and you have beads and you use the beads as like, this is your binary letters yeah. and it's just something easy and I think co- code codes and ciphers and stuff is a great way to get started and people don't think of that like you said they don't think of that as technology but we're building those skills and those thought processes and making those connections that we're going to be able to build on as we dive into coding or we dive into engineering or we go into pbl and we're trying to figure things out i think i feel like the good way to transition teachers that are not comfortable are just presentations. They're really used to kids like researching or finding information and sharing what they've learned, but giving, I mean, now giving choices is really big with getting to each kid. Yeah. Just giving them some different options. So while we're talking about giving them different options. Tell us a little bit, since we're podcasting, about how you used podcasting with your second graders. So this was before you were a tech teacher, right? Yes. So when I was just a classroom teacher in second grade, a big issue for me is I had a lot of English and second language learners, and they were very hesitant to share or um, read out loud in front of others. And, And some of the kids were just with their writing of understanding that you would, a lot of people write like they would talk Yes, and it's okay. Or how you would write your sentences, like especially in second grade, they're still learning how to make sense. So when they would read it out loud, and that was like one of my strategies, I would read out loud what they wrote and go, okay, does that sound good? That makes sense because hearing it from someone else, they might go, oh yeah, that didn't, that word doesn't go there or that didn't. Right. What I do to change that. And so I added, I had Audacity, which is a free website. Just to record your voice, all I needed was a laptop and I had a, a headphone with a microphone on a mouse. Honestly, after that, it made me not fearful for the kids to do it by themselves too. Because I would have the little record button. And I'm like, you just have to press that button and then you can read your story and press stop when you're done. So in the beginning, I had felt like I had to be there every single time they were recording their stories. And then came fun for them to do. And then they ended up collaborating with each other and making stories in script. Wow. Like they made their own little play. I was shocked as a second grade teacher because I thought, well, you know, if anything, just a good way for them to read. Right. But then I incorporated it with sight words. And things for assessments for me. Yeah. Because 
doing one-on-one is so hard when you have a whole class. There's always someone that gets up and asks to ask a question. Right. Like, and it was just easy for them to just read their sight words or read their little scripts on their, like, and then I could analyze it later. And in parent-teacher conferences, I would lay it because some parents were like, oh no, my kid knows how to read all of these things. And I'm like, well, I'm seeing that there's some issues with like me trying to get the words. And then I can play that to be like, see what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. And it was a good, like, I'm not ever arguing with parents. It's just kind of one of those, like, I just want the kid to be successful. Sure. And I just want to show you kind of what I'm seeing. Um, But then the podcast became really fun because I say podcast, but really it was just like a lot of snippets of the kids reading. They were reading books or they were like, they started doing their own writing and then they were reading books of their choice because it became like a center activity that two kids could do it at once and they could decide what they want to do. But I had a library of books and back in the day when we had our little listening center, we had a CD player. And so then I took those recordings of kids reading the book and I even had a adults come in like the principal I had like a special reader and they all recorded their voices reading a book and then I would just burn it to a cd and then put a little cd pocket on the um, back of the book and then if the kids wanted to borrow it or if they wanted to use the listening center they could just pop it in oh how cool and it ended up being like a once a week thing like I just asked like one person that works at school to be like hey can you just read this so Jen, how, as a classroom teacher, do you learn how to work alongside your students? I think as a classroom teacher, you get so bogged down with all the things you have to have done. And I feel like every yes. year there's something added to your plate and not taken away. Yes, mm-hmm. They just feel overwhelmed. And it is one of those things that if learning something new, they're learning it with the kids. Right. It's just kind of one of those, you just can't be scared. Just do it. Like the worst thing that's going to happen is it was a bomb lesson and you just got, you know what? It didn't work out. That's okay. That didn't work very well. And I think it's good to model that too. Absolutely. I hung up on the kids on accident where I was like, oops, I pressed the wrong button. And I in. <laughs> you just kind of laugh about it and go, see, it happens to me too. It's all right. What's something you would like to learn more about or implement in your classroom? Like, I kind of want to do like videos. I keep saying I'm going to do it and I haven't <laughs> where I like give, you know, my teaching lesson on video and then mm-hmm. edit it. So then they can watch it at any time Yeah, as much as they want to kind of keep going. And I keep saying I'm going to do it or record it and then I don't do it. And I'm like, You're going to do it. It'll, it'll <laughs> happen. <laughs> We just talked to Mike Corcoran about that. I mean, for all teachers, you think like you repeat, you do the same thing all the time. You repeat yourself so many times. But like, even for me as an adult, I'll go to a YouTube video and like do little like steps and I'll have to stop for you to do it from Mm -hmm. off track and I can't go back. And I'm like, I need to do that. (laughs) That would be good. Yeah. (laughs) It does. It is daunting to get started. But how nice would that be for you to just have that little lesson library ready to go? Right. I know that a lot of teachers use Google Forms, but how do you use Google Forms in your classroom with students? I had third graders make quizzes for each other, and which was also hilarious. Oh, but it was a fun way for them to learn Google Forms. 
And I didn't tell them that you could add video. I didn't tell them. I, I showed them how to do the picture, but they also saw that you could do like a YouTube. And they like would put things like, oh, what was a video? I've never heard of the artist. It was like young kids rapping, but it was yeah. clean and it was cute. Yeah. And she's like, do you like so-and-so? And it was the band. And you had to say like, yes, no, I don't know. And then like some of them would add like paragraph writing, like questions, like, what do you think about this? That's <laughs> awesome wow. though. Or like, who's your best friend? And like put everybody in the class or like the teacher or, which was really <laughs> hilarious to see. But that was a fun way because then it got them to like, think about how to make a question and some of them made like right. sections and they added things if they wanted to. I mean, but I feel like I always give like the most basic requirements. Like you must have these things, but then they always go above and beyond. So Jen, what is one educational technology tip, trick, or tool that you feel like other educators should know about? We got a subscription to Cami. Mm probably mid-year and that was a cool too because the teachers were so used to like worksheets or like having them write something and be able to send it I learned so many different things that you could do you could put a big pdf file just say I want this one and this one to share even with the adults like I would just show like a couple things for your signature like we had IEPs oh. you're like how do you sign and it was really cool to be like, oh, I can just insert signature and literally use my touch screen to draw my name and save it and then just send that or add it to that PDF of the IEP mm-hmm. so that everyone can sign it because paperwork for those teachers is just insane. Yeah. yeah. So when I learn something new that will help other people, that excites me. Because I'm always trying to, like I said, I always feel like as a classroom teacher, there's always something added to their plate and not taken away. So to find a tool that is very useful for them and makes their lives a little bit easier. Yeah. That's exciting to me. Like It solves a problem or, yeah, or makes it easier for sure. Yeah. So that got exciting. Oh, so the newest thing was just because I had taught on WeVideo, which is the video editing website. But honestly, any video editing that you can make a little GIF, you can add all of your little badges that you get from the education website. So I always tell my teachers, it's so good to use the actual platform. So let's say Clever. It was a a website that we use and it's really easy, but there's a Clever Academy that the teachers can go to and do one step at a time. Not only do they add CEUs that they will help them renew their license, but you get a little badge, a little thing that you can add to your email or like just to be like, hey, I got the sticker, kind of like I did this. Like, yes. And I got obsessed with those when I was very excited to be like, I got Google level one, (laughs) Google level two. I've got Cami trainer. I've got Clever trainer, Flipgrid. With making a GIF, you can add each one of those little badges in a GIF and then put that on the bottom of your email. Thank you for hanging out with us, Jen. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoyed our discussion today. If you like our podcast, 
Please don't forget to subscribe to get notified when new episodes are released. For more information about our podcast and to access links and resources referenced in this episode, check us out at fortheloveofedtech.org.